0: You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. It's time to go back to the basics of real estate investing. I'm Kathy Fetke and welcome to The Real Well Show. This is part one of my seven-part series on how to build a portfolio of rental properties that will feed you for life. it's been a long time since I talked about the fundamentals of real estate investing. So this will be a great reminder to those of you already sold on the idea. And if you're new to investing, well, this will be very eye-opening for you. Because real estate investing has proven to be the number one wealth builder in history. In fact, well-located property has been the desire of wealthy families and business owners for centuries. Battles over land have existed for as long as we've had the ability to record such things. But thanks to U.S. laws, we don't necessarily have to fight for property anymore. We just have to know how to buy it right, leverage it, and earn cash flow from it. Some people may doubt the benefits of owning real estate today because prices have gone up so much since the credit bubble burst in 2007. However, if you look at charts, you'll see that home prices continue their upward trend even after recessions. I mean, imagine if you bought real estate 20 or 30 years ago. Would you care that there were a few recessions in between? Absolutely not, because real estate has bounced back every time. If you bought a property in 1980, you would have only had to put $13,000 down, and that property would be paid off today and probably tripled in value. If you were renting it out, you could be earning at least $13,000 per year in cash flow, the same amount of money it took you to buy it originally. Now, imagine that you own property 20 or 30 years from now. What do you think the values will be then, based on inflation that we're seeing now? I think it's pretty fair to guess that values could triple again. And whether you like it or not, at some point, it will be 30 years later. Now, as the Federal Reserve continues to flood our money supply by creating dollars out of thin air, we'll probably continue to see higher inflation and a further weakening of the dollar. But as inflation increases, so do asset values. I mean, that's the spoken objective of the Federal Reserve. Real estate is a great hedge against all that inflation. But the fact that you're listening to this show means you probably already understand the value of owning investment property. And you also probably understand that investing wisely makes all the difference. Getting the education you need as a real estate investor can be overwhelming. But the more you know, the better decisions you will make. There are just way too many quote unquote gurus out there selling things that you probably don't need and may not use. So you need to get the right information, or you could end up in the school of hard knocks, which nobody really wants to graduate from, but many of us have attended. While it takes years to become a sophisticated or experienced investor, you can learn from those who've been there before. So that's why I developed these seven steps for new investors to help you get started in the right direction. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about step one. And that is how to clarify your goals. This is the first step and one that many people forget to take. But no matter what you're trying to achieve in life, always, always start with the end in mind. Too often I see people buying property without determining if it's the right strategy for them. So look at it this way. If you work 60 hours a week and you have a family and you have a spouse and you have things going on, maybe you want to work out or go to church, you may not have any spare time. So why would you buy a fixer upper or even look into that business? It's truly a recipe for disaster because no matter what they say on HGTV or at real estate groups or wherever you're seeing people flip homes and who make it seem so easy, it's not. It's a recipe for disaster if you're just doing it on the side. So if you want to make money quickly and get into the fix and flip business, then make sure you have a team, at least, who's available to do it full-time or to give their attention to it if you can't. And remember that if you're in the fix and flip business, you get taxed differently than buy and hold. And that is very important to understand, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So again, understanding your goals for your specific situation is the most important place to start. So if you're young You probably wouldn't want to buy a property with cash, partly because you may not have it, but also why not leverage, which means borrowing money from the bank or somebody else, because you have plenty of time to pay that loan off or let your tenants pay that loan off for you. And this allows you to buy more. But the opposite may be true if you're just trying to retire. Maybe you don't want to use leverage because what you really want is more cash flow. So here are some questions to help you get clear on where to start. Number one is when do you plan to retire and how much money will you need to cover your bills at that time? What are your current retirement income sources so far and how much money are you willing to invest in real estate? Do you want to acquire property for future growth or do you need cash flow today? And do you have good credit? Do you need to plan for college, travel, or your parents' long-term care? What are some expenses that you'll be looking at in the near future? And what about tax breaks? Would you like to pay less to the IRS? These are all the questions that you need to sit down and answer so that you can really determine what your strategy will be. So right now, just think about what are your three most important goals that real estate investing might help you achieve? Are you looking for a job, a way to make current income today? Or are you looking for a safe place for your money? Or you're looking to grow your money or just build a retirement plan? Whatever it is, take a moment to think about what is the most important thing to you and what you hope to achieve through real estate. And that will really help you to get clear direction. All right, so let's go back to some of those questions. When do you plan to retire? If you plan to retire soon, then hopefully you've already started on your plan. So a lot of people who come to us at Real Wealth Network are ready to retire and they've been putting money aside in the stock market or in their 401ks or their self-directed IRAs. And they're really ready to cash out. And for many people, having their entire nest egg tied up in the stock market feels really uncomfortable, as it should. I mean, imagine if you were ready to retire, just about to retire in 2007, and you had all your eggs in one basket, and that basket was in Wall Street. Well, by 2008, you might not have had much of a retirement left. So if you're really ready to retire and you have money, and you've built up quite a portfolio, It's really the time to diversify. And in my opinion, diversify into hard assets that don't disappear overnight. So it could be a very good time to get your money out of the stock market and into real estate in several markets and different kinds of real estate so that you're well diversified for retirement. And the beautiful thing about owning investment property is that you can acquire a single family home or a duplex or a fourplex or an apartment or a commercial property. And that property can be rented out, and the renters pay you money every single month for the use of that asset. And in addition to that, you get a whole bunch of write offs. So you get to pay the IRS less, which is just perfect timing if you're planning to retire. Now, if you're planning to retire and you don't have much of a retirement already set up, then it might be a really good idea for you to acquire a bunch of little rental homes that cash flow really well because you can take all of the cash flow from the homes that you buy and pay off maybe one house at a time. So I tell this plan a lot when I'm out speaking that if you have, let's say about $250,000 set aside, and maybe that's not enough for you to retire on, but you have really good credit. Well, in that case, you could buy up to 10 homes if you have good credit and a good job, you could buy up to 10 homes that are around $100,000. And if you shoot for about a $300 a month cash flow, imagine $300 a month cash flow times 10 if you bought 10 homes. And by the way, you can get financed through conventional financing for 10 loans through Fannie or Freddie. So again, if you bought those 10 homes and each one cash flows $300 a month after all expenses, well, now you've got $3,000 a month in cash flow. And over an entire year, that would be $36,000 a month. Well, if you bought Ten $100,000 homes across the country. You take that $36,000 in cash flow. You could pay off one of those homes in about two and a half years, and then you'll have more cash flow because you've got that loan paid off. So you take all the cash flow from the properties and pay off the second, and then the third, and then the fourth home, and so forth. And we've seen people pay off all ten homes within about 12 to 13 years just using the cash flow. Now. If you bought 10 homes for $100,000 each with 25% down, so you used about $250,000, well, after 13 or so years, you would have all 10 of those homes paid off, which is about a million dollars in equity. Now you've got, again, that million dollars in equity and those assets are still cash flowing, only better because you have no more loans on them. So that's one way to really accelerate your portfolio growth if you just don't have enough money to retire on. But let's say you don't have that $250,000. You can just start with one property and build from there. But let's say you have terrible credit and this plan is not going to work for you at all, or you don't have a job that would allow you to qualify for those 10 loans. Then you might be someone who's better suited for flipping. Like I said earlier, that is a way to acquire homes, fix them up and sell them for a profit or wholesaling. Definitely look into that. Those are ways that you can get into real estate with very little money, but you can build an income so that you can eventually get into buying cash flow property. So, again, there's different strategies for different people. Some people have more time than money, some people have more money than time. And obviously, those strategies will be different for each person. So, this summarizes step one of my seven steps for new investors. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on The Real Well Show. I'll talk about the next step on the next episode. You can listen to this and any past shows at realwellshow.com.